Yeah. Is this 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 close? All right. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. So I'll just uh, begin. Oh, uh, Catherine, we have one quick thing we're going to talk about at the beginning that I didn't brief you on. We're just checking in with our oh good friend, God. the baseball crank. Uh, that sounds great. Sorry I'm to always, spring it on you. I'm at the always last down minute. to yeah. discuss uh, one of my favorite topics. <laughs> the the crank. Okay, so let's uh, let's just go. Um, it's your premium show for this week. I'm Will Meneker. It's Chapo Trap House. Joining me this time, Matt Chrisman. What's up, folks? Felix Biederman. Hello, everybody. And special guest this week, our friend Catherine Krieger of Fusion.net slash biz dot Mike slash vocative dot <laughs> RU. Hello. Hello there, Gray Wolves. Catherine will be uh, sitting in. We've got a great uh, slate of um, topics to discuss this week. Uh I guess, Matt, we were talking earlier that I guess the theme for the show is uh, Chapo proved right again. Yep. This has just been a straight week of vindication for everything we've ever said on this show. <laughs> aside, aside from that, uh, are we all having a, a good week, weekend so far? Anything to report? I have a cold, so I'm basically here to infect all of you guys and single-handedly bring down the empire. Have, uh, if it gets worse and they give you any of that good codeine cough medicine, can I... Uh Maybe, oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Gotta, Felix, your health problems under control? Well, yeah, no, I mean, I've joked about it a lot. So, you know, it kind of came as a surprise to me. I did. I do have uh, freaking cancer, <laughs> cancer now. Uh, I only had cancer though from Sunday until about like two hours ago, though. I came back quick. Uh, I, I just, you know, I'm really humbled. Uh, <laughs> everyone really came together. Most women who I DM'd about it DM'd me back. Uh <laughs> about how I shouldn't be alone right now. Uh, but no, it's just another thing that I overcame. And uh, frankly, I'm proud of myself. And that kind of just shows uh, all the people who laughed at me when I called myself the white Antoine Fisher that I am right and they're wrong. So uh, cancer-free, and I am having regular stool movements. <laughs> Real men beat cancer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. This colon is a polyp-free zone. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's great news all around. So uh, I got a, just a quick one before we begin today. I realize we haven't checked in on our good friend, the baseball crank, in quite a while after it's we true. made him go viral. Yeah, it's like that was our first big viral moment was the crank. And then, of course, everything blew up after that. We kind of left him. We kind of forgot we, about we, him. We put crank away. We put him in, in, in the cabinet for a little while while we discovered other great characters like Rod Dreher. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb Jacoby, uh, Dennis Prager. Dennis Prager, of yeah, He's a big one. Um, Rod Dreher. Yeah, Rod Dreher, um, David French. David, David French. French. But you know, God, Dan McLaughlin, baseball crank, uh, still keeping it real, still bringing like just fire material. And this is a this is a quick one that we uh, came across today. Uh, baseball crank tweeted this uh, under the hashtag Throwback Thursday. That time my dad got a letter from Ronald Reagan. Oh, that's, that's nice. That's sweet. <laughs> uh, the preface to this letter is in 19. He's, this is like a, a clip from a book called The International Scene. Uh, it says in 1976, the Ford administration helped broker negotiations between Rhodesian Prime Minister Ian Smith and black nationalists that ultimately led to Robert Mugabe becoming Prime Minister of the Independent Republic of Zimbabwe on April 18, 1980. By supporting the Geneva talks between the minority government and such nationalists as Robert Mugabe uh, in Rhodesia, Reagan felt the United States was aiding the rise of an anti-American regime. Here's the letter. To Mr. James McLaughlin. Dear Mr. McLaughlin, I understand and share your anger and frustration on all the subjects you mentioned. I am particularly upset and ashamed for our country over the tr our treatment of Prime Minister Smith, who I will be meeting with probably before you receive this note. It is far too early to make any formal declaration of candidacy, but barring the unforeseen, it is very possible that I'll be making such a statement at an appropriate time. Thank you for writing. Sincerely, Ronald Reagan. How many N-words were in that letter? <laughs> oh, my God. If you remember back, we have established Baseball Crank's father, as you may remember, was a New York City cop in Harlem in the 1960s and 70s. In our head canon, he is also both the bad lieutenant... And the person who assassinated Malcolm X for the Nation of Islam. Yes. Uh, I have, uh, because of this letter, I, I'm expanding the canon. Go for it. Okay. So, there is no Dan McLaughlin. He's just Dan the baseball crank, and he actually is an anthropomorphic baseball. <laughs> and why is he that way? 
because he comes from a long line of inbred Afrikaners who have genetic <laughs> defects that make them look like baseball. So his dad was a baseball. His grandfather was his a baseball. His dad was a rugby uh, yeah. ball. And I just, uh, so when I read that letter, I just read it in that cartoonish voice going, uh, Oh, it's not racist to know that the whites know what's best for all of them. White rule forever. Zip, zip, zap, <laughs> But I remember when we were first talking about Baseball Crank's dad, we wanted to give, you know, wanted to not to be too harsh to some guy's dad. There, he always, he could have been like Serpico back yeah, then. Yeah, right. You don't know. Yeah. He could have been like Serpico in those right. days. They could have made a Sidney Lumet movement about ba- Baseball Crank's father. Yet this letter comes out and yeah. it's a little harder no. to believe that. Yeah. Guy, that a like a fucking beat, beat cop in like nineteen seventies yeah. New York or eighties New York City would give a shit about Rhodesian yeah. politics. Really invested in white rule in South Africa. He had or in South Southern Africa. He probably his entire car trunk was filled with throwdown pieces and baggies of heroin to drop on suspects <laughs> just just light up. He probably wouldn't even get out of the car. That's He'd just shoot him from the front seat. That's actually why Baseball Crank hates Trump is because his dad framed the Central Park Five <laughs> and Trump like just blew it all with that huge ad. Yeah, he like, was like, my dad was so close to getting those, <laughs> those children. So, yeah, just always nice good to check in with our friend uh, the B-Ball Crank yep, every now and real. again. But he's still doing well. Yeah. I'm, you know, see, those are the Republicans who aren't racist. Exactly. Yeah. I'm disgusted by Trump's horribly demagogic racist campaign. By the way, my father was really invested in white rule in Southern <laughs> Africa. Uh, moving on, uh, we're recording this on, on Tuesday, but on Monday, our friend, Twitter user, Randy, Ooh. straight up won the week Randy already. Randy the God. Randy right off to bat. Yeah. One of the greatest of all time. And... You know, I'm sure you already know about this. His amazing uh, prank, not even a prank, just joke on Twitter, pretending to be a postal worker in Columbus, Ohio, throwing out absentee ballots for Trump, managed to take the nation by storm yesterday. And what I love about this is like, I guess if you follow us and you know us, you already know about Randy. But I just love that he's finally getting his due as like one of the great Twitter accounts of our time. It's true. He's he's he was tragically underfollowed at this point. I felt like he was only at like six or seven. Yeah. I was just watching that blow up and thinking like I remember when he started his account. I was me there. Too. Yeah, well, not, we were, you know physically we, there, we were, but for a while, like a year ago, me and him were sort of even. And then I went past him, and it just—I always felt guilty because I felt like I didn't deserve it as much as Randy did. And and you were right. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, while it's fun to listen to these uh, low follower accounts uh, <laughs> talk about what they think are big numbers, uh, I'm I'm very happy for Randy. This is sort of like Ray Allen going to the Heat. <laughs> you know what I mean? I sort of read here. Uh, it got it got a lot of media coverage. Uh, I think this is the one from. Uh, the Intercept that says a chorus of outraged conservatives, including Matt Drudge, Rush Limbaugh, and Kurt Schilling, expressed anger on Monday at what they wrongly called evidence that a postal worker in Ohio had destroyed absentee ballots cast in the Republicans' favor. The anger was prompted by the widespread misunderstanding of a satirical tweet posted online Sunday by a member of the loose coalition of pranksters known as Weird Twitter. Oh, those scamps. <laughs> those scamps are at it again. But yeah, this shit went crazy. A uh, Gateway pundit blew it up. Gateway pundit Drudge, Scott Bayo. Hell yeah. This, yep. went, this went crazy viral on Monday thanks to some of Trump's most gullible celebrity supporters. Yep. It's an interesting dynamic because you had the grassroots who are just the stupidest people alive who reacted the way that everyone does because, as I said in an earlier show and was quoted in that very Intercept article because, as we were saying, this episode proves everything we've ever said on this show is correct. People have basically seconded themselves to campaign as like rapid response people. So they see anything and they just immediately have to respond. They cannot filter anything through a critical process. Mm-hmm. They have to immediately respond. This guy, this guy destroyed absentee ballots. We have to stop him. But then at the top, you have a combination of guys like Gateway Pundit who are genuinely as soft-headed and idiotic as the, the <laughs> grassroots. But then guys like Drudge who are just cynical guys and they know that they'll get clicks. And so they'll put it on their sub because like you put that on there, everyone's going to like shit their pants and click so hard they break their mouse. And yeah, that's Turner, are, you, are you familiar with the Gateway Pundit? Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. The guy who God has been trying to kill unsuccessfully <laughs> yeah. for the past also 20 years. Also known as the uh, the dying pundit. <laughs> he got some he got some very good cracks in about uh, people have been banned from Twitter for that last That was so good. After he got owned and yeah. he was like this is he was like 
well, you know, that's not something you should joke about. Right, right. No, here's, like, here's his I'm, wow. I'm not owned. I'm very, not owned. Very, very not PC. So, by yeah, the it's way, like, that know. sounds right. like somebody, needs a, somebody wants Twitter to be a safe space where yeah. there is no joking about certain uh, subjects here's what allowed. He said, uh, reached for comment Monday afternoon when it was obvious he had fallen for joke. For a joke, Hoff told the Daily Beast he didn't find the situation amusing and suggested Twitter might consider banding Randy G. Dub. Quote, I find it concerning that far left buffoons think voter fraud is a joke, Hoff said. Randy, quote, may think destroying values in votes is funny, but many Americans still believe in the sanctity of the ballot box, even after eight years of Obama. To joke about rigging an election is not a laughing matter. What I like about this is that this is mid him just in like a full month long froth about how the election is being rigged yep. yeah. by the Democrats right, right. and like all of these ridiculous like. You know, I mean, like, yeah, all of these guys, Drudge, Gateway Pundit, like, just on the on down the fucking food chain, have been like in full froth, basically make doing exactly what Randy is and making a fucking joke out of the idea that this election is being rigged. It's yeah. important to emphasize for those of you, you know, following at home, that this was in text, so clearly they were emailing, and he said Randy with all the A's. <laughs> so like, the joke, he, he got it after uh, after a time. But, but now, a, so two days after just being shown to be a complete thick-headed oaf he's now on this james o'keefe secret video tip that he's got on his site now his site is all about this new evidence that james o'keefe oh, has oh at it again. yeah he apparently has this, is this uh, like the uh the the real black panthers in it's exactly like that he <laughs> supposedly has a video of a democratic party official or like uh like a grassroots like organizer going yeah we ship people across state lines if we need it we have, you, have any of you watched it I, I know what's the point it's bullshit it's <laughs> yeah obviously bullshit and it's like of course it's fucking bullshit and and how could after a guy gets is that comprehensively stupid? How could you then be like, okay, I think this time he's got something. Have you watched it? I watched part of it today and I was just struck by how much the aesthetic resembles like mid 90s Dateline to Catch a Predator. Like when it was really in its like, you know, the the big days of To Catch a Predator, you know, James O'Keefe is standing in front of all of these, like, kind of stock cybery images that are, like, flying by, <laughs> and, like, all these kind of mug shots of, like, these low-ranking party officials who are, like, definitely going to get sacked <laughs> for even, like, getting a TGI Friday's drink with this guy. And yeah, and I imagine it's James O'Keefe is in a hotel room, and then John DeLorean comes in with a suitcase <laughs> full of money. Because I imagine that it would be like when Homer Simpson got interviewed by Rock Bottom, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, "Sweet can, sweet sweet can." <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it would be easy for James O'Keefe to like incriminate like Tom Watson or Peter Dow, but uh, I mean, it actually might have been Peter. Like, I mean, talking about transporting people by bus, to, you know. <laughs> but like. But, I mean, uh, <laughs> But the, I mean, like the funny thing about like all this voter fraud shit is like all of these schemes make no fucking sense, right? Like no. the, the thing that Randy said is, "I'm a postal worker in Columbus, Ohio, who's tearing up absentee ballots for Trump." Did any of these people like? How would he know that the vote was for he Trump if you were in the post open office? Every envelope, which mm -hmm. means then when they're getting to the voting areas, they're fucking open already, which would probably raised some eyebrows chris chris hayes it even made its way to like yeah MSNBC it was on bc last, last night, night and yeah. he did like a bit you know, he, i thought he like struck the right ish tone which was like you know highlight that uh, actually uh randy g dub is in california you know like <laughs> just the the most basic fact checking which i thought was i actually you can tell which absentee ballots are for Trump and which aren't for Hillary because the post office is in the tank for Hillary. <laughs> and so P, if you absentee voting for Hillary, you don't have to put stamps on it. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, the campaign has franking privileges. I thought it was, I was because gonna say, <laughs> I thought it was because all the Trump ones have like barbecue sauce. I was going to say yeah. they got marinara sauce on them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yay, Paisan, one vote for Mr. Donald Trump, please. <laughs> they write it on the outside of the envelope. That's how they think they absentee vote. You just write one vote for Mr. Donald Trump on the envelope <laughs> and like throw it in your mailbox. You guys are going to be uh, collecting absentee ballots for Trump in Brooklyn, right? You're oh, going to yeah, be no. going door to door. Actually, uh, yeah, I'm well, we got three of them right here. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> Catherine, how is Fusion.net uh, planning on um, stealing this election for, for Killery? Well, uh, my 
uh, salary so far is coming, you know, in check form, signed by George Soros. Excellent. Um, He's got a lot of money. He does. He's he got does. A lot of so, money to spread so I, I personally am, am doing my part. You've been calling Donald Trump and his supporters. You know, we've and we've been bold. We've been bold. Uh, it's a it's a time for bravery, and some some brave media outlet needs to step up. Uh, your kids are going to ask you what you did. And I will, I will say I was in the 101st Airborne Tweet Division, and <laughs> well, I was just hash, hashtagging away. There will definitely be a statue of Randy made after this. Oh, yeah. Well, and what I love about in this- In bronze. Uh, in bronze. The, another line from the Daily. This is really good. Uh, at the end of the Daily Beast article, it says, and for what it's worth to cover our bases, the Daily Beast asked Randy G. Dub via DM whether or not he actually works at an Ohio post office. LOL, no, he replied. Well, that, that was just what I was going to say, is that what made it so awesome was, yes, the tweet is great, but then the way he responded to everyone. Oh, my God. When they See, were, that's the when they were just shitting egging them pants, on, and they all the bought it again and again. Way, like, that is like, why Randy You were aware so that's illegal, was, right? He's it like, was legendary. It's like, no, they, they it's told me I could illegal. do it. It's that is why yeah. Randy it's is cool. so good. It's actually cool. The joke that it kicked it off is funny. Yeah. But he really comes alive in winding people up in yeah. responses. It's like, I'm, I'm in the CIA too and they said I could do it. Possibly the best thing about all this though was that when it got picked up for like mainstream, like very, you know, rated PG media outlets and they like, showed screenshots of her Twitter they all had to like blur out her pin tweet which is one of my like most favorite pin tweets in the entire universe which is like have you not seen this what, it's Randy's like, pin tweet it's some um, yeah oh the, the like, it's the like porn, this the it's like this reply. desperate man guy. like yeah, tweeting yeah, yeah. at this it's porn like, star what are you gonna tell us like, when that yes when what are you gonna tell us when come, your scene's gonna drop rocket's gonna drop and she just responds so seriously like Brad I do not know Please but understand so that much, I do not know. Like, I just got into it very briefly just because I was seeing uh, this one guy kept like posting the federal code. The actual penal code. And he's like, you realize you're breaking the law here. Yeah. And I was just like, I'll have some fun. And I was just like, yeah, I'm a federal judge. And I can tell you that what Randy's doing is actually totally legal and awesome. Right. <laughs> and then the guy goes like, oh, yeah. You're, and then he had like a wiki, he linked to the Wikipedia page of like federal judges and said, your name's not on here. <laughs> And then he said, you know, impersonating a federal Sherlock judge is Holmes. a crime too, right? Uh, guys, this is Matt's last episode. He's going to prison for uh, saying he was a judge online. Yeah. My favorite uh, interaction that this whole thing spawned was uh, he had some woman replying to him, uh, like, you know, like, where do you work? Like, what post office? And he's like, I'm at the one in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> she, said, she said, I'm with an office. There are four post offices in Columbus, Ohio. I'm with an officer friend right now. Tell me which one. And he Yo, just goes, you'll just have to check them all. <laughs> Randy, Yo, Randy, like, Randy probably saved somebody's life. Like, if you're a post officer, if you're a police post officer, officer. Post office, I'm a post officer. I love to post. <laughs> but uh, if you're a police officer who would just, like, go driving with some dipshit from Twitter to like look for Randy G-Dub like you probably would be in an officer related shooting and by like eating up all this moron's time Randy definitely prevented from some poor soul from being airholed by this dipshit sorry what about what, what other really good reaction was someone dug up a photo of him and they were like this is the guy this is the postal worker and it was like him up against oh, like, a, so like a good. brick wall with like sunglasses half yeah. down and like a cigarette out of his mouth looking like a cool badass rebel and Vern Joel just replied to that person, we have to stop this handsome motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of doxing that went on there and a lot of misgendering. A lot of people uh, assumed Randy's uh, picture. Randy is a guy. Yeah, I know, but people are saying Randy is a girl because of the, the picture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right, because oh, right. he has the lady yeah. avatar. Yeah, not, no one was talking about this. No That's one. true. That's you fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Election fraud is funny, and it's funny because a vast swath of the electorate is convinced that Donald Trump is it going to be a landslide uh, election were it not for, you know, dead people voting in Colorado or something like that. And illegal immigrants being trucked over the border. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, 40% of all illegal immigrants are registered to vote or something like that. And, you know, I just got to say, um, you know, the next four years are sure to be grim, but like... The week or so after the election when like reality sets in for a certain segment of the population is going to be pretty funny. Epic lulls. I mean, there is... I'm a big fan of uh, mixed martial arts and one of the weird sort of national idiosyncrasies with that sport is that Brazilian fighters cannot accept a loss. Never. 
Brazilian fighters have said things from, I flew in coach two weeks before the fight and it broke my back, to uh, I ate a goat tainted with steroids. <laughs> <laughs> and just as a longtime fan, it's been my favorite thing to watch after a Brazilian fighter loses the excuse they come up with. This is going to be a hundred times better. A hundred times better, these people rationalizing. They'll just retreat to the mountains and argue that Hillary couldn't possibly have won. Well, they're, they're, they aren't all going to insist it was a fraud. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, is that he then they may will go proceed. along with it. And like you see all these weak bladdered motherfuckers being like, oh, Trump is encouraging a, a lack of respect for the electoral process that could lead to violence. These fuckers aren't doing shit. They're going to fucking bitch about it. They're going to be like, well, they stole the election. Uh, time for me to retreat to my man cave for a while. I mean, to be fair, like, I... They're going to be in the streets. Most of the people who are, like, really afraid of it are, like, media people. And, like, they actually should be afraid, but of everything. <laughs> like, they're probably the only group of people that Trump supporters could murder successfully. <laughs> but they're not going to. They're lazy, just like Trump himself. Very lazy. Do you think Trump has it in it to lead an uprising? <laughs> no. He's completely He's lazy. He's too lazy and, and uh, short attention span. He will forget all about He's this gonna on forget November Because well, he lost. He's going to forget all about it immediately. He's, right. You, like, somebody tweeted, like, in six months, he will sue anyone who claims that he ran for president. <laughs> and I totally think that's true. <laughs> yeah, like, Trump, yeah, supporters like, are going to be like, you know, we need you, you know, but he's going to be like, I wanna, yeah, they, they think Trump is going to be like Robespierre, like he's going to be leading a mob of people through the streets. <laughs> like, he doesn't have it in him. I just want to finish by saying that I just got a new laser printer. So if any uh, gray wolves listening want a fake ID so that they can vote in this election, <laughs> uh, oh, just that, tweet me. That was another good one. Rob Wiseman did a follow up where he was like, got a new batch of fake IDs ready to elect Hillary. And again, that blew up <laughs> again. Felt, yeah. Even at the, all the same people but fell you know, for those they right said, after. They would have said, yeah, but this time there's a photograph. <laughs> it's like he's got you. How do you explain that? There's a picture of this guy with a bunch of IDs. The average Trump voter is actually Elmer Fudd. <laughs> well, I mean, at and again, some point it's, just we have an, to it's another election these. rigging scheme that makes no sense. It doesn't work. <laughs> like, okay, he's got six fake IDs. Really, you think it's going to come down to six votes? Well, we're going to get into this later. But the only form of election fraud that actually does has been shown to affect elections is voter suppression, which is going on manifestly Massively. across the nation. Um, we got Mike and Piss. has been for years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. even more this year. Like, actually, this is going to be the first election where the the Voting Rights Act isn't in full effect. So mm-hmm. we could end up seeing an effect that we haven't even like factored into polling or anything. Yeah, that's called it's called on cucking. <laughs> well, yeah, like Mike that. Piss is like confiscating thousands yeah. of voter registrations but, in Indiana. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. I want to talk about what's going on in there and in North Carolina specifically. But before we get to that, I want to talk about a member of the media who isn't afraid, who is not intimidated by any of this. And a man who could lead the uprising of it's deluded true. idiots after the election. He because just he's, might. He's, very, he's as committed, if not more so, to the idea of a, of a rigged election than Trump is. I am talking, of course, about the great Bill Mitchell. This is a guy yeah. who I think... In a short amount of time, has become one of the the north stars of my yep. online the time. Fi- the face of high tea. He, yes. is. he is incredibly high tea. Yeah. Also, one of my followers. Yep. He's now Congratulations. Bill Mitchell wow. followed me because he made he like in typical Bill Mitchell fac- fashion painted a wonderful picture with words where he said <laughs> Trump is a bear in the wood that's the woods that scares you. Uh, Hillary is a forest fire. He's basically like and the Bob Ross of like <laughs> alt, alt, the alt right. I consider him. I don't think Bill. I don't think Bill is alt right. He isn't really. He doesn't no, do yeah, like the cut shit or I mean, globalist stuff. Some of those guys follow him. He's like he, one of those. He's like there's a subset of Trump fans who are just like success win dipshits who see Trump and they think of like oh he's it's gonna be success win for America. Yeah, Bill's right. in, Bill's entire thing is like oh he's a businessman. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Wait, like, Felix, you, I think you know the most about him. Can you, for people who don't know who Bill Mitchell is, can you give a little context for who this guy is? Bill Mitchell, you've probably seen him pop up on Twitter. He looks kind of like Patrick he Warburton. Looks exactly like yeah. Patrick Warburton. It's fucked up. But with like, give Patrick Warburton his face back. But with beautiful silver hair, uh, just complete. He's got a huge fox. winning grin, yeah. like big white teeth, yeah. just like you know, a jaw that's like made out of granite. But Bill, Mitt, like we talk a lot about uncocking the polls. But no one does it better than Bill. Bill has no other commitments in life. He's unmarried. He doesn't have kids. He is apparently a corporate recruiter, which is not a real job. Yeah. And he can't take more than like 10 hours a week. Yeah. 
and he sort of got on the map by tweeting a lot and hosting a show called Your Voice Radio, taken off of when Trump said, I am your voice. Yeah. And it, to be fair, it is just a fucking podcast. Yeah. It's not on the radio. Yeah, it's who gives a shit about radio. podcasts? Yeah, if you're yeah, not on terrestrial podcasts. radio, you're nobody. You're a bitch. Yeah. But uh, Bill, Bill has, Bill's theories are like about why Trump is going to win is like, A, he doesn't know any Hillary voters. B, Hillary's losing the sign primary. He's the anti-Pauline Kale. Yeah. The sign, the, the sign Mary. Another thing, another thing I like about Bill Mitchell is sort of like uh, a Michael Perfurio Mason. He's another guy who's like used the medium of Twitter to create his own kind of like language and way of speaking. Like he has a beautiful mind and it's like he, he has a voice that's eminently um, uh, copyable and hilarious. I just want to read a, a couple of his, his best tweets here. Uh, Bill Mitchell says... You notice how close Trump stands to this black man as he listens to him? No racist would ever do that. Rackham. Trump's ground game isn't in a computer. It's in our hearts. Imagine polls don't exist. Show me evidence Hillary is winning. <laughs> but he's like, he's so much more likable than like any of the Trump surrogates and really most Hillary surrogates. Like, yeah, definitely. If you go to the other Trump surrogate pages, they're like, Oh, the Muslims hide inside the bodies of women to immigrate here and kill us, and it, or like, oh, you shouldn't check off. Or if you go over to a hill, like a famous Hillary circuits page, it's like uh, uh, Donald Trump couldn't win if he was a pound of bacon and cards against humanity. But uh, Bill Mitchell is just like more positive than like he's the most positive person in the world. He's like. Uh, uh, Can someone yeah. check his Twitter feed right now? I just oh, he's, he's, he's really been on a biblical kick. Did you yeah. see his biblical right, tweets about like yeah. uh, you know uh, D Donald Trump uh, grew up to be a loving father and a great husband and uh, yeah he's, he's John it, the Baptist killed just uh, like King Herod. Wait, hold on, I I have a great one, great one from Bill. Just go now. for it. I just got done to talking people with the talking to people with the campaign. Campaign is capitalized. Uh, <laughs> Of course. They believe Trump is going to win. That's not just fluff. They really are confident. <laughs> just like the Romney campaign. I and that's the way it was. Yeah. Uh, what's his Bible thing, though, Catherine? Oh, shit. Well, the thing is, is that he's, like, after the Pussy Grabber tape came out, you know, the big hood on Trump is, he is, if you have any kind of concern about values, he cannot be your candidate because he's clearly just a debauched, awful, sinful piece of shit. And uh, and his response is, well, you know, hey, Jesus was perfect, and they crucified him, and all the great heroes of the Bible were people who were weak and, and you know had flaws, but then overcame them. Like Saul had to persecute Christians before he could become Paul. It's true. Paul murdered Christians. Yeah. Peter denied Christ. Should we tear their pages from the Bible? <laughs> no, no, he's the best one because he like combines my two favorite things: the Old Testament and uh, you have to fail to succeed. Absolutely. Oh, my God. We have to talk about his... Did you guys read that BuzzFeed just oh, dropped yeah. a big oh, yeah. piece today? Yeah. And he's got quite a trail across yeah. Yahoo Answers. This is great. They're all good questions. This is from a BuzzFeed he asked, profile. He asked the questions that we're all, we're all thinking. Yeah, absolutely. I'm reading here from the BuzzFeed profile of Bill Mitchell. It says, um, in his Yahoo Answers profile, stressing, stretching back more than a decade, paints a fuller picture. Across hundreds of questions and answers, Mitchell reveals a successful recovery from colon cancer, a frequent desire for feedback on whether or not to color his graying hair, Never. and endless mundane curiosities ranging from silly, why, quote, why do Jack Russell owners all look like they want to kill themselves? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Because Jack Russell dogs are like too hyper. They're so annoying. They're, like, they're really they, would, they would totally sap they're, your will They're to bad live. dogs. Yeah. I would want to kill myself yeah. if so I had a, one. That's a good question. Too, this is even better. Would a bumblebee the size of a man be able to fly? <laughs> that's, that's a like, great so, that's question. That's like Carl Pilkington. That's some shit Carl Pilkington yeah, would ask. Yeah, it's a great question. To the best by far. Oh, wait, no, he says, what is intuition and how often is it correct? And no, this is by f this is an amazing question. You ready for this? Why don't they create a condom that covers just the top inch of your penis? <laughs> I actually, I, I have the opposite question. Like, why do I have a condom that covers every other part? The head is the most sensitive part. It is Dog. true. If there was a part that I would want to leave exposed, it would be that part. Yeah. But, dude, similar to the... Because uh, Bill Mitchell was another guy who totally fell hook, line, and sinker, or at least pretended to and amplified uh, the, the 
randy conspiracy to uh, throw out absentee ballots. Like the idea that a post- postal worker could throw out only Trump absentee ballots. Why don't they create a <coughs> condom that covers just the top inch of your penis? <laughs> Think about that for half a second. No, he no. I read his. I read part of the answer. It's like you need an adhesive to like like an adhesive get it around, strip. Something so like it go. It has to go around the bell end, but then it would like attach on the other That's end. That's more convenient. So what happens when you when you nut? <laughs> And it just explodes. Uh, okay, okay. So it's the like, reservoir tip is like three it's like times a fucking as garbage large. bag. Yeah, it's like it's like one of those. It's the balloon that they use to like make you know the, giraffe, the dogs and giraffes. Okay. Yeah. I, let me channel Bill Mitchell's spirit. Okay, okay. I got it. I got. Think He's, about when you put a water balloon on a sink, right on the faucet, yep. and you fill it off, and then you take it off, you tie it up, and you throw it at somebody. Yeah, that's what a condom should be. There you go. Why can't yeah. if a water balloon can stay stick to the entire faucet? Why can't a condom just stick to your, the end of your dick? The only thing that makes sense is that he has like one of those grotesque mushroom head penises where like, <laughs> the glands is like like a solid inch off of the shaft. Because if that was the case, you probably could fit one just over the end. But most guys, most guys, speaking from experience, yeah, I, I, I says Brent. Yeah, but uh, but like for most guys, the, the glands is not that huge, so you, it was just it's a non-starter. But Mitchell's whole thing is like th- this: all polling is fake. Yes. Don't believe it. Like he none of it is credible. All, yeah, the entire the entire principle of polling is false. Is 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 faulty. Um, what is not, however, is enthusiasm. Enthusiasms. 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 Uh, yard signs. The size of rallies. Yep. He keeps saying that nobody goes to Hillary rallies. The extent, well, the extent Trump, that the movement has seized hearts. But like, yeah. I mean, if, if it was crowd size, then Bernie would have beaten Hillary. Yeah. I mean, we have very, very recent evidence that that is not true, and yet it has no effect on it. I, um... I like, it seems like Bill Mitchell measures, like, electoral signifiers the same way that, like, racist white people measure quarterback <laughs> categories, like, uh, lunch paleness, coachability, <laughs> cerebrality, uh, hard work. But, like, is, isn't this funny? Because didn't they ever, all of these people go through the exact same thing in 2012? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Polls, like, that was one, all, that's why Nate Silver had his fall from grace, really, is because... He got lauded for being a genius when all he had to be was like slightly less stupid than everyone else because everyone else was was being completely idiotic because they were all to the in the throes of this idea that politics is about signaling and all this stuff and mm-hmm. you can never know and and uh, and the, he was like no you put all the polls together and you'll get something that's pretty predictable and it has been and then boom he was right and as has been pointed out and I think he even admitted this at one point like if he had stuck to that in the in the primary, if he just decided, okay, uh, this is a weird thing with Trump and everything, instead of just trying to like turn into a pundit overnight because I need a value added because anybody could aggregate polls and then what makes me special, if I just aggregated him, then he would have been saying from day one, Trump's going to win. And even if he, people would have made fun of him for a while, he would have come out looked like even more of a genius. But he didn't, and, and he got owned because mm-hmm. troll polls, trolls, polls are accurate if you if you do if you have enough of them and you add them up and what's funny is that you know bill mitchell is hilarious but i remember in 2012 peggy noonan in the week she did a long side thing in the week right right before the election peggy noonan in her column said you know i just don't know what's going to happen in this election i know it's close but part of me thinks and she's quoting some line from some book or poem and she said that Romney may be coming in like a thief in the night and just stealing it away because all of, and she used lawn signs yep. as an example yep. of the, what that, would lead her to say that. That is like yeah that's a joke the sign primary that uh, we came up with for Carl Diggler because it's just the stupidest thing you can imagine <laughs> and then I was like oh wait no Peggy Noonan actually is exactly that stupid. Peggy Noonan is, could be like the female Bill Mitchell. Is, uh, is her Yahoo Answers profile like, why can't they have a birth control pill that's just one <laughs> giant pill? Yeah, yeah. They should have a birth control pill that's like a jawbreaker, so uh, you never have to take it out of your mouth. You never have to remember to take it. You can just enjoy it all the time. God, we got so many good ideas here. Yeah. Billion dollar ideas you're sitting on. Yeah. No one is talking about this. Frankly, we shouldn't be giving them away like that's this. That's true. We might not be able to release this, uh, this audio. Into the vault, yeah. And also, uh, we should we should play it on the show. the The theme song to Bill Mitchell's show, "The Voice." We listened to it. It bangs uh, before the show started. We got to play it. It fucking rolls. It slaps. Hell yeah! 
Damn son, where'd you find this? <laughs> your voice radio. Your voice radio. I humbly and gratefully accept your nomination for the presidency of the United States. The silent majority is silent no more. These are people who work hard, <laughs> but no longer have a voice. I am your voice. Your voice radio. Your voice radio. Well, that's like we were talking about uh, conservative like podcasts and shows and like it took us pretty much till like we got Brendan to do all the production for it to sound good for us to have good intros and stuff. But conservatives, they really do bootstrap, and they're like, oh, I'm going to have a radio show. First, I have to go down to, uh, and get sheet music, and then I'm going to get the people from my church to sing it, and then I'm going to draw up a logo, and then, like, they're just so committed compared to, like, I don't know, listen to, like, us or Citizen Radio, and their theme song is just, like, uh, a Casio pre-made beat, and, like, gender, uh, intersection. No, that's not what Bill Mitchell sounds like. This shit will get you pumped up. And as I said, it sounds like uh, it sounds like the opening theme song and credit sequence to every uh, anime. Yeah. The next story I want to talk about that happened this week that is another object lesson and why everything we say on this show is correct and basically prophetic is this shit that happened with the fucking uh, the North Carolina GOP county office getting firebombed. Yep. I'm just going to read... Here it says, uh, a GOP office in Hillsborough, North Carolina, was firebombed over the weekend with a swastika and the words, Nazi Republicans leave town or else, spray-painted on the adjacent building, according to local officials. No arrests have been made. Governor Pat McCrory said on Monday, uh, he called it an assault on our democracy. Speaking from the scene, he said, the incident won't get in the way of fair elections. Now, a couple things I'd like to say about this. Uh, the phrase... Nazi Republicans leave town or else, to me, is kind of a tell that this is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. At least it just oh, certainly totally. seems that yeah, way. Totally. It's like that guy who claimed... Nazi Republicans! Nazi Republicans! <laughs> Nazi Republicans! Fuck off! <laughs> uh, yeah, it reminds me of the old white dude who claims that some black thugs spray-painted the words blacks rule on his driveway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a picture yeah. of this like 80 year old yeah, white guy staring so sadly down at his lawn. That was so good. And it's a black show. was like, no, no, that was not. They did not write that, <laughs> yeah, that, dude. Every time, like, every time, like, Republicans try to do false flags, it's always some shit Remember like the, that. Remember uh, the always, Ashley Todd incident from yeah. 2008? You could have drawn an O. It looks <laughs> the same in the mirror. What are you doing? What are you be on there? Like all, all. Catherine, the, do you remember the Ashley Todd incident? I don't. You have to. Oh my god, remember it? She was. A, she was a this was in 08. Young Rom or young ago. McCain uh, volunteer in Pittsburgh. She carved a bee in her face and claimed that black people like assaulted Mugged her. her. Yeah. Isn't this and perennial? That it was like for, people, yeah. a bunch of Trump people have gotten. Well, no, she, she's the only person I know who like literally cut her own face. And the reason it got it exposed instantly is that it was backwards. She it did was it like in the she mirror. did it in the mirror. Oh my and it's God. like his name is Obama. All of the signs have a big O on them. Right. Why in the world would you put a B? Yeah. Every, <laughs> every time that these people like try to do a false flag, they're like. Uh, yeah, somebody just uh, somebody just wrote, uh, there are more than two genders on my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So even if, though. Even pretending that this wasn't some kind of insurance scam, yeah. which it almost certainly is, yeah. or yeah. just accident, or some harebrained fucking scheme. The Okay, w the, the, assuming that this was an act of political terrorism... Political office. Someone threw a Molotov cocktail through their window, or something like that. Um, the the libtard reaction <laughs> to this has been extraordinary, and it, it just again it, it goes straight to the heart of everything we've said about these people. And I'm speaking, of course, about this unbearably obnoxious GoFundMe campaign that happened soon after, uh. where a bunch of you know. Uh, super libs got together, and I just the want to biggest herbs, a bunch online. of do-gooders in the world. Uh, I just want to read from the description of the, this GoFundMe here. It says, 
On October 16th, a North Carolina headquarters of the Republican Party was firebombed. An abhorrent threat was painted outside its wall. <laughs> as, Democrat, as Democrats, we are starting this campaign to enable the Orange County, North Carolina Republican office to reopen as soon as possible. And until an investigation is undertaken, we cannot know who did this or why. No matter the result, this is not how Americans resolve their differences. We talk. We argue. Sometimes we march. And most of all, we vote. We do not resort to violence by individuals or by mobs. So let's all pitch in, no matter what your party affiliation, get that office open again quickly. Historically speaking, that's exactly how America does things. Yeah, yeah. especially in the South. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, but not on the West Wing, goddammit. Yeah, okay. Jed Bartlett would never let this happen. Jed, uh, Jed yeah, Bar- this, is, this is the point. This Jed is, Bartlett would have taken it to Kickstarter. Yeah, Jed Bartlett, Jed Bartlett would have immediately gone into a church and be like, DOC proxy me, you <laughs> bastard. Why did you burn down their campaign headquarters, you son of a bitch? Fuck uh, you, God. The people behind this, uh, this the guy, main guy who organized it is David uh, Weinberger, but there's also Jeff Jarvis and Clay Shirky were also involved in this, and Joe Trippy, Some of the most annoying assholes. Oh, it's just oh, See, there's more. They go on with this. They're like, uh, all of us are longtime internet students and doers. We're all either Democrats or independents who are leaning that way this cycle. Our aim, as stated, is to help fund the reopening of the bombed-out office. And it just goes on like, thanks for your support in standing up for democracy, even when we disagree, sometimes quite fundamentally, with the policies of some of the participants. Oh, God. And what I love about this is two things. One, the North Carolina state GOP in particular is one of the most abominable political organizations in this country. Absolutely. Cartoonishly evil, as we talked about earlier, one of the at the cutting edge of voter disenfranchisement mm. in this election. Uh, they did the trans bathroom thing. They're some of the most, you know, rabidly anti gay, yep. racist mm-hmm. lunatics this country is able of producing. And who would otherwise, on every other given day, would be exactly the kind of person that these, you know, uh, bedwetters, that these libs would be pretending is like the third right. That's the thing. It's like Trump can't, is either Nazis or. You know they're they're part of the democratic process. So we either have to respect. Thi- either this is happening now, yeah. again, and we're all witnessing it, or it's not okay to throw a Molotov cocktail through the organization of the people doing it. Yeah, there's yeah they are incompatible beliefs. Well, I I do like to imagine that Trump gets in and then you know there's a nice Reichstag fire and he's rounding people up for the camps and they're like waving around their printed out receipts from their Kickstarter donation. They're like no. <laughs> No, I donated to the. It's like that's very nice getting the fucking van. Also, I want to point out. I want to point out that there's nothing legally binding for. I mean, first of all, they can't even really get them that money. That was the funny thing. It's illegal, right? It's It's illegal to raise money politically on Kickstarter. Yeah, but the other thing. The other thing is that. they're not legally enjoined to use that money to rebuild yes, the headquarters, right? Because a, they have insurance on it. B, they can like literally just put take, that in. They could take jokes all, on they you could guys. Take all these people, all the people who like put triple parentheses on their names and fucking uh, just quote, Pepe. quote tweet things. Put big change their avatar to Kermit, right? They could just take all these people's money and just like literally use it on thirteen thousand dollars worth of mailers that are like Hillary wants sickos in the bathroom with your kid. <laughs> they're they're going and to resegregate bathrooms. That's just yeah. like thirteen thousand dollars worth of like single gender. Yeah, bathrooms. they're going to hire Blackwater to post outside Target bathrooms. They're going to pay for the van to pick up all the dudes who committed the Greensboro massacre and make sure they get to the polls. <laughs> but but I mean this thing, you know, it's it's especially great because. These people spent the entire primary hectoring Sanders supporters as disgusting racist racist pigs. We're just unrealistic, right? And who now go after every third party voter because you know vote for anyone but Hillary is a vote for Trump, and you're putting them in. Then they directly give money to the North Carolina. A vote for Jill Stein is a vote for Trump. Thousands of dollars to Trump is a vote for democracy. (laughs) And, And I mean, and it's but what better. What better way to show your own ads than people yeah. who have been the last few months? Trump is Hitler. Trump is a Russian spy. 
it shows that they think this is pro wrestling because this is like something a little league team would do for each other. <laughs> like, oh, you're our bitter rivals, but your fucking your fucking your fucking gloves caught on fire, and we need to play the game. It's a fucking game to these people. They have no stake in this, yep, absolutely. and nothing could show Speaking you. Speaking of that, uh, Chris Hooks, our, our yeah, friend, had a great piece of medium that goes to that point about how it's a game to these fuckers. Chris Hooks had a really really great uh, friend of the show, Chris. Hooks, friend, right? friend of the show, Chris Hooks. Yeah, um, had a great essay. Uh, about just this issue uh, called Stakes is High. And it gets to the point about like exactly what politics is and isn't and what politics is to these people and why they like why they're, they're fundamental, what they're incapable of grasping about it. And it is this idea that it is a game. And like I said, uh, they, they've been imagining themselves as like, you know, when it's convenient for their self-image, putting up some kind of brave vanguard against the, the Fourth Reich, the rising tide of brown shirtism in America when it's convenient for them. And then when something like this happens, they have their perfect moment to pretend that they're in an Aaron Sorkin movie and go, there are some principles more important than partisan politics. And it's just like... No, they're not. They terrorize black people yeah. and trans people all the time. It reminds me of when Josh Marshall said, I consider myself one of the resistance. If you were in the fucking French resistance, you would have sent an edible arrangement to Reinhard Heydrich. After you got <laughs> Go fuck yourself. He yeah. was like, uh, Herschel Grinspan, no. This is not what we do. We do not assassinate <laughs> political enemies, okay? He was the ambassador to France. <laughs> I mean, it's been a great election for mealy-mouthed liberals to grandstand about shit that doesn't matter yeah. right like you have no skin in the game but suddenly like changing your avatar to kermit <laughs> is somehow going to matter yeah. in your you know upstate new york well that's suburb. just it because what chris says in that article is that all these grandstanding dickheads are from these liberal enclaves that have mm -hmm. like reasonable state governments yeah. in addition to right. like because like they live in like this like unify thing we got a president a pres democratic president we've got democratic representation at the state level so we have like okay functioning welfare states and civil service uh, uh you know public services but yeah. like in the in the states that got taken over after uh, the tea party wave in 2010 including north carolina and texas and wisconsin uh like these people have just destroyed the state level safety net for millions of people and like Every state that has just one issue refused the Medicare expansion has killed yeah. thousands of people. Chris Chris writes here, if you live in California or New York or Maryland or Massachusetts, as some of the fundraisers boosters do, like Professor Jeff Jarvis, who tweeted his donation was, quote, a blow for civilization and peace. Oh, I wish you would oh. do a blow for me, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Jelker. Who is, who is Prof. Jeff Jarvis supporting in this election? That's a good question. He donated to the people who who actually did the bombing. Who is, who is the Web 3.0 candidate? I will I will give I will Venmo money to anybody who actually does get uh, Jeff Jarvis to have a heart attack through Owens online. <laughs> But he says, if you live in those states, things are going okay for you on the whole. There might be problems. Your state legislature might be weak. Your state Democratic Party might be corrupt, as is very much the case here in New York. Uh, you might be irritated by congressional dysfunction and concerned about what it means for the country. But the level of basic services provided in your state is generally intact, or at least similar to what it was 15 years ago. It might well be that Trump's campaign represents a kind of political insanity that is threatening to touch you in a real way for the first time. This is not true for many Americans. Since 2010, Republican state legislatures, comprised of Republican lawmakers that look very little like what the Republican lawmakers used to look like, have inflicted massive harm on the social compact in states where a significant number of Americans live. And he talks here, of course, about Sam Brownback's Kansas, Bobby Jindal's Louisiana, Oklahoma, North Carolina. Uh, basically, that this was a politics change in 2008, and then the, the Teacot reaction to that in a revolutionary way, and uh, it has had extremely dire consequences for people uh, who live in those states. That, and the idea that that these people would be amenable to some kind of gesture, like a, like a fundraising yeah, thing, right. or to be like, hey, to an Aaron Sorkin moment of coming together and reaching across the aisle, is fantasy. It's absurd, and in fact. It's in fact, it's the opposite of what civility in politics looks like. As Chris says, if you believe in civility in politics, you by definition cannot be donating money to these fucking jackals. Yeah. Yeah. It's like somebody's going to, they're going to get the check and then it's like, you know what? Maybe we should let the coloreds vote after all. <laughs> nope. Not going to happen. 
they 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 have their they they've created their regime and they're going to maintain it at all costs. Like, do you think like uh, do you think these people donated money? I mean, maybe for all I know, they probably did, but uh, a lot of mostly African American churches were have been burned this year. Yeah. Um, you know, do you think uh, if an abortion clinic gets bombed, like Molly Hemingway or the Federalists will be like? I may be against abortion, but I don't believe in political violence in no. America. You know, I've, here's here's a hundred dollar check. The the right, the moment Absolutely that not. fucking George Tiller got one in the heart, they were like, "Well, uh, what do you expect? Uh, like these people are fucking monsters." And you like they think on one hand you can shame people who have outright rejected your values and your conventions of shame, and on the other hand that they. They're, the other thing that animates their lives is just this pathetic desire to be liked by people that hate them. There is there is something very pathetic about it, about wanting people who think that you are actively conspiring against the country and would ha- be happy to see you dead, that you think you can appeal to their sense of like civility or respect, that you can shake hands at the end of the day and go in this Ron Fournier like, well, you know, when you're uh, just kicking back beers, those R's and D's at the end of our name disappear. Like, no, these people fucking hate you. Chris writes, uh, this is what politics is. It's the way we distribute pain. It's not a sport or fraternity or a game. It's how we determine who gets medication and who dies young, who learns in a class of 20 kids and who learns in a class of 30, whose school has a counselor that's trained to look for sexual signs of sexual abuse and who doesn't. And of course he goes into the way all these cuts in Medicares and the way things are funded in these Republican legislatures have caused massive damage to people's lives. So uh, yeah, let's write him a check. Yeah. And, And that's the other thing, like, here, here, here's, a, here's a great sign. Why don't you just vote for Trump? If another one of these offices gets firebombed, just vote for him to show that you support don't support if violence you, if in you the political feel that system. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in a strike for civility everywhere, I let Corey Lewandowski cream pie my wife. <laughs> uh, when they go when they go low, we go high. <laughs> okay. Did you see that other thing this week that was the meme based on when they go low, we go high? That was a silhouette of like a person with a rainbow flag hugging yes, a silhouette hugging of a person with a Confederate flag, flag <laughs> yeah. Yeah. being like, I God. forgive you. Yeah. Who yeah, are these great. people? They're herbs. <laughs> Race, They're the racism herbs is herbs on earth. I just I just can't wait till that's available in bumper sticker form. You know, yeah. I'm I'm gonna slap that all over the place. I'm gonna get a tattoo down my body. I want okay, so I want uh it's that famous painting of the Emancipation Proclamation. Uh, but then it's part two, and the moment the shackles come off, they like hug the slave owners, <laughs> <laughs> and then it just in big letters, no labels. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, one doesn't necessarily have to endorse even fraudulent acts of political violence against uh, the right wing in this country to just like not be like, what the fuck? I'm supposed to like, uh, if if a hundred more GOP county GOP offices burn down tomorrow, like what am I supposed to do? Cry over it? You know, I could not give a shit. I don't like I love the people who go like this is you have to like this is horrifying. This is hor- this is a terrible sign. Like not not like the rampant police murders of black people, not like the 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 fucking the Yemeni airstrikes that <laughs> that our jets refuel. Like the horror isn't already here that this is a bad sign that a bunch of fucking racist people's couches got burned. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Well, and it's been a great election for every like chode on Facebook to say like Trump has finally gone too far. I I, I know I don't usually post about politics, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, I just I just feel like I have to say something because if you were to fall silent on Facebook, then, uh, you know, everyone would just assume that you're on the side of the fascists. Yeah. Like if you don't have like more than like 10 close friends and family members, you definitely know are voting for Trump. Like, why the fuck are you talking about Trump on Facebook? Like it's it's going to matter where you yeah. stood. It's going to matter what you said. Yeah. We're, we're screenshotting, we're saving all of it, and uh, it's going to come back. When, when, my, when I tell my kids that I personally said, unfriend me if you're voting for Trump, <laughs> they're going to be like, uh, how come I'm just allowed to see you now? <laughs> and I'll go, uh, well, somehow family court can rule against grandparents. I don't know why. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I think to close out uh, this fundraising effort for the uh, repellent uh, North Carolina uh, GOP is a 
and the reactions to it is a perfect and clear dividing line between Sorkin libs yeah. and Chapo Grey Wolves. Right on. Grey Wolves... Gray wolves toast marshmallows in the fire of the. <laughs> which side are they you on, guys? Which side are you on? Closing out uh, the show, uh, let's talk about some good news. Let's talk about some things that are good and happy and happening in the world that, uh, you know, bring a smile to my face, bring a smile to the world's face. Of course, I'm talking about Hamilton. And the fact that our good friend Lin-Manuel Miranda has done a remix of one of his famous songs to support Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I mean, I was feeling kind of down on humanity before today when I found out about this. Now I realize that we might just have a chance. I uh, I was actually in my garage running my, my gas pedal. <laughs> and then uh, it actually... People always say they hate autoplay videos, but uh, it just popped up <laughs> on my phone. And it was the only reason that I got out of there. I was, uh, I was an undecided voter, and I <laughs> took a took a break from posting racist memes online. <laughs> and uh, now I now I have to vote for Hillary. I'm going to get out the vote. Someone definitely needs Ken Bone to watch this thing, so oh, that he can God. we can get him on the side of the angels. Did you guys talk about Ken Bone? Oh, we we boned it up. You did. <laughs> hey, check this Wait, out. Wait, Catherine, do you have any Ken Bone takes? Yeah, you got a, you got a bone take. Oh, actually, you did get scolded by uh, the like Federalist really... Sean Davis oh, for, for doing a Ken Bone like, take. Conservative Twitter really like had it out for me about that i i got like sean davis and esoteric jim or whatever I, his name oh is. esoteric jeff yeah, Big fan he, of the show. he came yeah. for me who who's the other guy molly hemingway's husband mark hemingway, mark hemingway. he came it the was sentient, like they were all just, the they were all just coming for creature. me yeah. uh they were very upset about like i was just like i wasn't even writing about it i was just like clicking through his reddit history like the thing you said and you were actually sort of almost defending ken bone you were like people are talking about his weird porn tweets but no one's brought up his taylor swift takes or something like it, that like, wasn't yeah, even that funny yeah. Good. Yeah. And it like totally like and, and took was, off among the worst people. Yeah, Sean Davis. Was he got like, so mad that he like had to blink his translucent eyelids. <laughs> Yeah. Start Sean posting. Davis was like, this is why people hate the media. I do not support Trump, but everything his supporters say about the media is true. And also it's about by Muslims, Jews. and also about <laughs> black people, and also... Yeah. Esoteric yeah. Jeff briefly stopped recruiting men from the Radiohead form to fuck his wife. I just tweeted a photo of Sean Davis back at him. And Classic then, own. It was. I thought very it was mature. good. And, then and for later, the guy like him, very effective. Later because in the day, he has to know what he like, looks like. Trump was doing his thing where he's insulting sexual assault victims based on their appearance, and he lined up my tweet about that with my response to him, and he was Ooh. like, "Irony is dead." <laughs> yeah, no, that's oh, exactly the same thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I believe Sean Davis. <laughs> well, yeah, you replied Get to Sean trending. Davis with his amazing. Photo, his it's amazing hideous. profile picture, which is again one yeah. of the most uncanny things. You, you always assume that it's something like Eugene Toomes from X Files isn't really <laughs> possible. <laughs> then you find out it's based on a true story. Yeah, um, he lives. And then a lot. And then a lot of the fans are like replying to you with your profile pic, which is your picture, and they're like, "Nice hair." Girl, I know. I, yeah, I like, loved it. Like, what is you know? Thank yeah. you, thank you yeah. for the photo. I like libs, it. Libs always do that to me. They're like, nice shirt, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. But what I like about that is like, you know, the, 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 the whole like Molly and Sean and everyone was like freaking out about the idea that the media had like built up Ken Bone and were now tearing him down because he did a Reddit NMA with his actual account, which is linked because to like, all the What is weird. with that? He left the trail of cookie He crumbs. is a perfectly round dullard. <laughs> And it's like, it, yeah, it is a little terrifying, like the speed at which someone like Ken Bone could be raised into our national consciousness and then uh, torn down. But he wasn't really torn down. He just had a lot of weird, the guy likes pregnancy pornography. Beautiful human submarines. Yes. The and cellar of like, door for the 21st century. He did it Beautiful to Beautiful human submarines. Well, and just ask any woman who has been like, chewed up and spit out by spat out spin out by like by the, these the very assholes Sandra Flute God forbid Ken Bone had said something about abortion on yeah. if, Reddit if Ken Bone was well carried- he is anti-abortion because that would reduce the number of beautiful human submarines <laughs> <laughs> well late term abortion at least yes, yes. 
Yeah, no, if he had, if he had, if it had been a woman at, at the debate that had asked the question of the debate that like tripped up Trump or Hillary or something about why can't I get, you know, uh, a breast cancer screening at Planned Parenthood or why can't I get birth control or any question about women's health care or abortion, you can guarantee that these same people, Sean Davis would, um, he would sort of extend the uh, light producing spinal gland that goes out of his head <laughs> that he usually uses to uh, trap fish in his rows of teeth in the inky abyss of the Marianas Trench. He would be using that, his photo for, to go through her trash to find yeah. how often she's had sex in the last month. Molly Hemingway would have published her phone number and her address yes. in 20 yeah. minutes. Oh, I, and then I found out Sean Davis, back when the, uh, was it, the Missouri University, the quote, poop swastika? Poop swastika. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, never which, forget. Who the fuck knows what that was? He went in on Ahmed the Clock Boy, too, which we've all agreed now probably was a fucking hoax. Yeah. But Sean Davis, the uh, the poop swastika, again, who fucking cares? It's so trivial. He was publishing Facebook comments from the person who found, discovered this poop swastika. So he was trolling because in his mind... Almost certainly the person who made the poop swastika. Right. But in his mind, this is like an important story. So people need to know about like their Facebook comments or some shit like that, which is like very fair, right? If you become a national news story, like over... I mean, it's sort of like... uh, if if Chapo became a national news story because uh, one of our supporters firebombed the local GOP office, <laughs> and I was interviewed because Knock of it, wood. and became uh, like a you know a national uh, figure and was interviewed by like ten thousand news outlets, and then that night. Uh, posted a photo on Facebook where like my laptop is visible <laughs> in the background and I'm like browsing like weird pornography. I sort of you would have to take that loss, right? You played they, yourself. They would yeah. definitely publish your workout videos. Yeah. Um, they would post my DMs where it's revealed that I have a tough exterior, but I'm actually very sensitive <laughs> and respect women all the time. Well, my dream is that uh, they'd go to my Facebook and Instagram, and then overnight the story would change from small dog discovered in Brooklyn that makes life better for everyone. <laughs> uh, Mickey. Me, Mickey. <laughs> I do. Uh, I'm glad we got Love back that to girl. I'm glad we got back to this though because I have like one joke about Cambone I've been working on <laughs> and I think like now I can finally I've been workshopping it all day. You guys ready? Ready Go for it. Ready. Okay. Okay. Imagine I'm quote tweeting something. Uh <clears throat> Ken Bone if true. <laughs> it's it's like big if true, but it's Ken Bone. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, killer, what do you guys say? Killer material. Like it, yeah. A plus. You're gonna uh, leave with that gold. tomorrow, nice Carolina. That, that one's for free. Esoteric yeah, right. Jeff, you can use that. Man. Hamilton. Hamilton. Sorry. I haven't heard this yet. I think we should just yeah, let's cue it up, it up. Put the mic nearby it. Let's listen to this shit. For the the Empire. Yeah. yeah. Get ready to be inspired, y'all. Where'd you find this? You yeah, bumped that shit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are ten things you need to do. Number one. You register to vote and it's on. You post that Hillary sign up on your lawn. Call some undecideds with your crew. Your cousins in Ohio maybe try and flip them blue. Number three. Watch Hillary examine the terrain. Watch a campaign with the man Tim Kaine. Ah, Tim Kaine in the membrane. Stop. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) We must bear witness well. We makes each decision. Looking at the world from a rarefied position, a public servant with tenacity, agility. <laughs> Experience is not a liability. Five. Now we all know this is the time when the other side tries to fly low, we go high. Hell yeah. There we go. There it is. Eyes fuck watches our opponent sits and fiddles with his Twitter. Seven. Confession time all in a burst. I want to vote the candidate puts our kids first. November 8th. The last chance to participate. Roll up to your polling place. Vote up in your home state. Uh, and it's down to the nitty gritty. Three weeks to go. Are, Are you, you ready, ready, New York City? City? Yes, in the world gone berserk. Hillary rolls up his sleeves and goes to work. I have only one overwhelming feeling. Anybody here want to shatter a glass ceiling? Summon all the time you can devote. Then count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Number ten, ten places, places vote. Uh, wow. Hold on, I, 
I, I think I can write part two. Do it. Okay. Uh, Are we freestyling? Number 11. Her name is Hillary with a Clinton at the end. Uh, yes, she's president, but she's also my friend. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Number 12. In America, the truth is what you see. Political violence, that's not me. So <laughs> donate money to the North Carolina GOP. Yeah. Uh, you may want to put trans kids in a habit trail. <laughs> But uh, partisanship and violence is a big old foul. <laughs> oh, you know, I feel really burned because like, I watched, I had really been dreading this when I found out it was going to happen. When I found out Lin-Manuel Miranda was going to host Saturday Night Live, I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be a nightmare. So I watched it, and he was actually not terrible. Like, he's got that, like, like you know, nerd, like, theater kid energy that works really well in a live setting. And he was kind of charming. He did a rap. Oh, dude, it was like, not bad. Like, he had to have learned it, like, two days. He, like, oh, he's super talented. He did the good and, whole like, thing. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm like, getting soft on Lin-Manuel Miranda. And then this happened. Fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> How dare you! Yeah. I'm never going to be hurt again. <laughs> now my heart is stone. It's like after Stalin's kid wife died. And he's like, I will, I will never love again. And my heart <laughs> is turned to stone. That's me. <laughs> It was a blood now. It like you show it shows how hard it is to like parody this. Yeah, like you really can't worse. write lyrics worse it's than always, this. It's always worse than you could make up. I mean, that's been the theme of this entire campaign is that like irony and 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 parody have been killed, and all you can really do is just scream at things. Well, and the great it's, it's been killed by Randy G. Dub. The great the great did. thing is we know the thinking that goes into these things now thanks to WikiLeaks, like all of the terrible oh, brainstorming yeah. sessions about oh my like. God. Advice for the debate. It was advice for the mm-hmm. Flint debate. Uh. Okay, I got it. I, I got it. I got it. Or do you have lives? Yeah. Thank yeah. God. I found it. All right. So uh, the first four are just sort of regular, you know, like tone, tone, tone. That's how you won the first debate. Tone loke. Yes. Uh, Flint, you know, saying that the governor should resign, but uh, that doesn't make the water cleaner or our kids healthier. Uh, and it, would, then, it would be a start. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then, and by the way, he's still there. Yeah. Uh, uh, three. And this is actually the funniest one. In like, if you know the whole story, she she's advising Hillary to uh, tag Bernie for voting against the auto bailout, which a lot of people credited for giving him the last minute surge to win because everyone was so disgusted by how transparently it was full of shit. Mm-hmm. I don't so know that, if anyone that remembers that. Yeah. So that's a total backfire. And four, you know, um, more people have voted for uh, Hillary than Trump or Sanders, so she's the most popular candidate. And then finally, five, under the word toast. I hear Senator Sanders talking about crumbs and loaves and whatnot. Let me tell you something. If your promises don't add up, they're toast. Oh, shit. shit. And then in parentheses and in capital letters, laugh at yourself. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. This is like you can't make it up. You can't make it up. Holy shit! Yep. How many hours a day do you think she has to spend practicing laughing at herself? Oh, absolutely. Like in a in a carefree. Well, way. Do, you, do you think that's why, like, when she like talked about killing Gaddafi, why she went ah? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> do you think like they practice that? Like well, Hillary, we need you to laugh about how he was sodomized. Or Bernie's talking about all of these loaves of bread, but I'm on a low carb diet. Oh. oh. Oh, she really would do that one. <laughs> so, uh, in summation, uh, we're right about everything, and we live in hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Catherine, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you. Thank for you for having coming me. by. Thank you. Please come back and uh, tell everyone that we don't hate women. I, I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah, Chapel respects women. It. Yeah, we have we had that idea for the giant uh, birth control lozenge. That's true. That was very feminist. That yeah, that's, yeah, that was just, and intersectional too. Totally. I consider myself the uh, Elizabeth Holmes to broads. <laughs> just, trying to, just trying to think of something that will make their lives easier to revolutionize healthcare with the science to back it up. Yeah. Okay. Bye, guys. Hope to see you all tomorrow night at Caroline's. Peace. All of you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Peace.